Welcome to the Rethinking Humanity podcast, where we dive deeper into what makes us human and what causes us to thrive. I'm Lacey Delane. Hey, I'm Sonia Larea. And we are so excited to have you guys for episode 48. It is Property, Profit, and Power, the Ultimate Values of Modern Society. That's what we're going to dive into today. We also have some really big news. One of us has really big personal news, and we have a big, big news as a podcast. We're super excited to share it with you, and we're going to share that with you in the next 10 minutes, so stay with us. Sonia, what's up? Hanging in here, hanging in here through this crazy world. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, we haven't done an episode in a little minute, and so Mm -hmm. there's been a lot going on in the news. A lot is going on in our world. Yeah. Even more, I think, than what was happening when we started the podcast in the midst of the lockdown in 2020. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I'm... um... I mean, gosh, since we haven't been on here for a while, uh, I'm sure anybody who's out there just living day to day knows that we've had a lot of changes. We are having a war in Ukraine. Um, We had the overturning of Roe v. Wade. We've had mass shootings. Uh, The climate is a big issue, uh, which has always been. We have inflation. I mean, what is not going on? You know, (laughs) it's um, it can be it's overwhelming a little bit, you know. Yeah. It really is. Um, for me personally, it's sort of created an anxiety. If I kind of let myself think about everything happening, it's just a lot. And um, specifically, I mean, you know, you and I have talked about this a bit. Uh, the Roe v. Wade is huge as women, you know, having right. um, this constitutional right to abortion overturned. And it really has to deal with the autonomy of our bodies. It's more, much more than that, right? Right. That's big, big news. Um, The war has been going on. Do you know, I checked today. It's been going on. It's day 154 of this invasion of Russia into Ukraine. Wow. Five months. And I know when it first happened, we were all like, oh, my gosh. And now it's just it's like normal life. Like every day there's something else happening in all the lives that have been lost. And it's just Hmm. it's a lot, you know. And then, of course, we are dealing with super intense weather where it's hot in many parts of the states, like just not normal hot, like temperatures just extreme that is affecting people. 20 degrees higher than than the average. Yeah. I think London recorded um, last week, like their highest temperature ever, ever in the history of, of the you know, the city, London. I mean, that's like, wow. Um, I heard that there like things, there were things melting, like roads. Yeah. yeah, You're right. Things were melting. Um, It's just, and also you imagine that they don't have AC there, like not everything, they don't have AC, but that's not a country that would be typically. They didn't need it. They didn't need it. Right. And so now we see, we actually see that. Then the other horrific tragedy were these shootings, the one in Uvalde, the one in Hyde Park in Illinois, and these were at, one was at school, one was mm-hmm. at a parade, a July 4th parade. I mean, it's just, it, mm. it feels like everything is at least at times just caving in. Just society, the world is, is I don't know, it's tough. It's been tough for me. But um, I will say one thing that I brought up to you, Lacey, the other day. I was trying to see, well, is there a silver lining? Is what what is What does all this mean? I feel that we're sort of in an existential crisis of 
the world. And I do think this is prompting people to, to make some radical changes. And I think people are having the conversation, just like you and I are having the conversation on rethinking humanity. Yeah. I do think even, it's very hard to see that, but I think there, I don't know if those changes are going to happen in my lifetime or our lifetime, but I do mm. think there's, there's a movement. It's kind yeah. of like, you know, because it's kind of like the blank hitting the wall, you know, you're like, okay, got to <laughs> do something. Right. Well, I think about kids too. And you know, like how they learn, they typically don't learn that they need to do something differently until there's some type of mm -hmm. unpleasant situation, you know? Consequence. Consequences, pain, you know, I'm not saying like inflict pain on a kid to make them do something different than you want. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying as humans, I think we learn by experience and it's hard for us to learn sometimes that we need to do things differently without some type of a challenge mm -hmm. to the way things are going at the moment. Right. And so I love what you're saying about, is there a silver lining? And I remember when we first started the podcast in 2020, um, feeling really positive about that. I think in general, my life view, my view of life is like my approach, my frame of reference for my own personal life is very much that way. But I think having seen some things that I've seen in the political world, mm -hmm. I feel pretty discouraged about, you know, the chances of things improving. And so I don't want to, I don't know. I just, I don't know that I want to stay there. I think I feel like kind of realistic in a way about it. Like, I feel like it's kind of realistic, but at the same time, I, I feel like, yes, like there's, there is a silver lining. I believe that there's a silver lining in our, and like I told you my personal life and personal circumstances. And so makes sense that that would be kind of the way the universe functions, mm -hmm. you know, the way it all operates. Yeah, I, I would say, I agree with you. Like the political thing, I would, this is my argument is I would say the way we've been doing things isn't going to work. So you're going to see having to see, like I say, radical changes, like relying on the politicians. No, it's going to literally, I think, be individuals. Mm -hmm. It will be more of an uprising of, you know, like someone who's you're really passionate about something. So you go out and make it happen. You know, it, obviously you have to do it collectively because we talk on this podcast about the community, but I think that's mm -hmm. where, you're going to see the the movement because if we rely on the old ways of getting things done we know that's not going to work because we have that experience it's not working clearly it's not working yeah exactly. and i think many people see that and they know that and it's the folks who haven't quite gotten out of automaton mode like mm -hmm. super busy they're just too busy just going and going and going and going and going to really realize like, wow, this is really making things really shitty and difficult for us, you know? Sure, um, sure. But, yeah. you know, like I was talking to someone that, you know, physical therapist and that I'm, you know, doing some physical therapy right now for my foot. And she's like, yeah, the U.S., man, it's hard. It's like, I don't even know if I want to, if I can feel safe putting my kids in a school because of shootings. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, I, I mean, you said that, right? Right, yeah. right. 
I mean, it's just things need to change, period. Yeah. And I think the way you're going to find that is more and more people saying enough, right? Yes. I mean, if you think of something like a company and we say, well, they have all the power. But if you get everybody walking out, uh, you know, the unionizing or saying we're done. Yes. And how does that company keep functioning? Yes. You know, I mean, they need the people. You might have the president and the vice president and the whoever and the top, but I'm sorry, mm -hmm. you need you need people. Yep. You know, it's it's the same thing when you stop buying a product. You say we're going to ban this. I mean, if the money is not coming in, it's not yeah. going to keep happening. So I I think you're going to see, and it's incremental. You know, it's hard when you're these big news stories are happening, but it's I think little by little. That's what I have to hold on to. By the way, my hope. Yes. Um, well, I think it's it's good because we're going to keep working to make things better that way. Um, speaking of that, Andrew Yang made a big announcement today about merging with two other parties, merging the forward party with two other parties. I don't recall the two names, but apparently okay. the resources that they all have between the three of them are going to be excellent. And they see a lot of positive opportunities in the future. So that's kind of cool. Um, that's cool. I, I definitely believe that when you put energy out there towards something, it's going to mm -hmm. go somewhere. It's going to result in something. And yeah. so, you know, and for, um, not to interrupt you, but for the audience yeah. that doesn't know, can you tell them about Andrew Yang's The Forward Party? Yeah. I mean, quickly, I'm not, I've not been paying too, too much attention, but Andrew okay. Yang ran for president in 2020. I was a part of his campaign. I loved his values, uh, his platform, universal basic income, um, human centered economy. And since then he has started um, a third party called the forward party, which embodies all of these. Yes. All of these um, values basically um, because of the challenges that he had running as a Democrat um, mm -hmm. when he ran for president. And so, what's cool about that, honestly, there's a change I like seeing because we've always been ahead of two party system. So the fact he's introducing this third party is very, is a positive thing where that goes and how much, you know, momentum they get. We'll mm -hmm. see. But at the end of the day, that's a good thing. Yes. We're making the change, you know. And he's putting out effort upon effort upon effort, you know, so that's great. And there, and but as he said previously, and other people have said, many of these developed countries um, that are not third world countries that have, you know, similar economies to ours, they have way more than two parties. Yep. So this is not an abnormal thing. It's like, we're behind the times, yo. Let's get <laughs> more than two parties, okay? Like, yeah. we're, we're so divided. I think it was, it's very clear how divided we've become just based on what we saw with the Roe v. Wade mm -hmm. um, stuff happening. Of course, we're hearing, we're, we're hearing news of the January 6th hearings right. uh, about, you know, um, Insurrection, Trump, the insurrection, exactly. So there's just there's a lot going on, and then there's inflation. And yeah, I forgot the, to bring inflation. Yeah, the middle class is feeling such a squeeze. I will say that I am not unguilty of that. I'm part of that. I'm like, damn, <laughs> like what is going on? I know, and, and I'm fortunate, a very fortunate person. So anyway, there's just a lot going on. That inflation is a global thing. It's not yeah. just in the U.S. Also, the wildfires are happening crazy in California. They're also happening in Europe. Um, so, yeah, there's just, you know, it's like, hey, guys, are you going to pay attention? Hey. Right. The house is literally on fire. 
and we have to, you know, find a way to put it out. Yeah. 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 So yes, lots going on um, in the world and also a lot going on for us, which we're excited to share and we are about to, but before we do, I want to make a correction. Sonia, okay. <laughs> not believe that I did this and we just didn't, none of us, me, you or Victor, we totally missed it. When we started, I don't know how many episodes, it was in April of this year. Uh-huh. We, I said, it is our third year doing the podcast. It's not our third year doing the podcast. It's 2022. It's our second year. Okay. So anyway, I just had to make that correction because yeah. I've been thinking about it. I d- it didn't hit me until like weeks later. And I was like, wow. It probably felt like three years. <laughs> That's true. In that way, it, it works. It's totally fine. But so anyways, but it was not our, it was our two year anniversary, not our three year but we are going to kick off season three tonight with our big announcement, which we're so excited about. Something we've been working on behind the scenes um, for the last, I don't know, couple months, really. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So uh, we, are, we have transitioned ourselves onto a platform called Substack. Yeah. And that is kind of a cool thing we're excited about. Um, we're going to tell you more details, but Sonia, yeah, this it's is pretty been, cool. It's been fun. Uh, I have to give kudos to Lacey because she was doing a lot of work and we had um, help from a friend of hers who is excellent at his job and was able to get us on Substack. And we're going to be able to share more with the viewers. Yeah. Content and get your ideas and have conversational threads. So it's going to be cool. Yeah. So the biggest thing about this is we really wanted a way to grow the audience, but more than that, interact with you guys. Because what we noticed is we love making the content. We have consistent listeners, but we haven't been able to interact with you guys and we want to. And so one of the really the thing that sold Substack for us was the fact that it's basically kind of like an online community Um that's subscription based. And so you as a listener can, or a viewer or what inter, one who's interacting with rethinking humanity can subscribe via email. And then you get a notification via email. When we post an episode, when we post bonus content, um, when we write a post that on this platform, on the website. Um, and we also have the opportunity or the ability to make um, conversational threads And so you guys can comment on the episodes and we can interact with you. You can comment on the bonus content. Um, And that is all like part of the free subscription level. And part of the reason we did this, um, and Sonia, I'll, I'll let you talk, speak to this a little bit, but was we wanted to grow the podcast too. And we wanted to give ourselves the opportunity to monetize without having to do ads. Yep. Um, so for those people that aren't uh, have like the um, technology thing going on, like me, while I'm learning, <laughs> is I just want to describe Substack as you will still get the podcast, mm-hmm. just like you're getting right now. You will get the written content, meaning if we post something, and you will get like Lacey saying the bonus content, and you can also communicate with us, which is what we're really wanting to do. We want to hear from the listeners. We want to hear from the viewers. Um, 
And then as far as the monetizing part, I think what's cool is Lacey and I aren't big advocates of advertising. No so way. we were trying to, to make this easy for people to be able to um, contribute what they want to, right? And to right. be able to um, to subscribe, there's the free subscription and then there's subscri the subscription that is also a paid subscription. Right. And so Did I get we, that right? Did I get that right? It was away? perfect, Sonia. You killed it, girl. Good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we feel like ethically um, we really don't want to do ads. We hate ads and I personally hate ads for sure. And I'd, we'd rather just give you the opportunity to support us financially through the subscription-based system. What's so great about Substack is it makes it easy for us uh, to do that with you. Um, and there's no ads on this platform. There's no, like it's, they are not making like lots of money off of you being on our page and then you have to deal with all these pop-ups and no, it's not like that. Um, and it is a growing community. So there are other people on Substack who are writers, who are podcasters, who are readers, who are, you know, bloggers, whatever. And, um, you know, you have access to that through Substack. And then we can recommend people on there who we like, who have Substack pages, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, we really feel good about where, where it's at. We've been working hard with Tom, who we had on the podcast um, to talk to us about the Boy Scouts of America um, lawsuit. Uh, he's the one who's helped us. He's great. If, uh, if anybody is looking for help building websites and stuff, you guys can just send us a comment on Substack and we will connect you with him. He's amazing. He helped us with this. But you might be thinking, okay, you've been telling us about Substack. How do we get there? There's two ways you can get there. You can get there by going to rethinkinghumanity.substack.com or you can just type in rethinkinghumanity.us and that's going to just take you straight to the Substack. Okay. Uh, basically what we're doing is obviously having our website forwarded to our Substack because that's kind of where we want to focus. Um, and when you get there, there's a pop-up that says, it's cool. A little picture of me and Sonia talking to each other. And it says, you know, type in your email to subscribe. It gives you the options, free, paid, what have you. Um, and then once you get in there, you can see our homepage. We have a uh, post that we did that's kind of describing who we are as a podcast, what we think, and then how our Substack works. And then all of our podcast episodes are now available to be listened to on Substack directly. You can still listen to them through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all your regular places, um, but you can also listen to them on, uh, on Substack. And once you subscribe with your email address, you will get emails whenever we post an episode, we post bonus content, what have you. And actually it's so easy because when we post an episode, it'll come in, a, in the form of an email to you and you can just press play right in the email and listen right there. So uh, it's really cool. But what we hope, 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 and what we want is that we are able to interact with you on the subsect. So we want you to leave comments. We want you to tell us what you think, whatever we want we want to hear from you um that's kind of been the big point 
basically. Yeah, it's exciting. So let's see how, uh, yeah, how people get involved with us there. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Um, yes. So I think we've kind of gone everything over everything here. Um, we're going, oh, so the, the paid subscribers, paid subscribers um, have access to our bonus material, our bonus content. So how we're going to do that is we're going to be releasing bonus episodes alternating between each regular episode. We'll do a re regular episode, then the next week we'll do a bonus episode, and that will be for paid subscribers. And then there will also be um, other fun things that we're going to develop. Um, one of the things I'll just go ahead and say, um, I've been painting more, which I've mentioned in pre previous episodes. I'm going to share some of my paintings with uh, and blog about the painting just a little bit. Um, and I'm going to share that for our bonus um, subscribers or our, for our bonus content. So for our paid subscribers, and that's all going to, um, you know, grow and develop as we continue to grow and develop. But we're super excited about Substack. It's so easy to use. Um, and so again, rethinkinghumanity.us, www.rethinkinghumanity.us. If you love the podcast, share us, share our Substack, please with a friend and say, Hey, this is so cool. Love these guys. You can subscribe for free. We, um, we really just want to build a community, uh, an online community of folks with, with similar values and who kind of are on the same page with all this. So that's, uh, that's the spiel www.rethinkinghumanity.us will take you there. We are so excited to see you on the stack. Woo! <laughs> so yes, and then I have some big news that I'll be sharing, but I will be sharing it in the bonus content that will be released next week. So stay tuned. All right. <laughs> okay, Sonia, I think we got through. Um, back, yeah. Yeah. Whew, I feel like I said a lot. Do you think I got everything? Did I bore you guys? I hope not. <laughs> um. Yeah, and we may do something um, special for the first 10 paid subscribers. Sonia and I have been brainstorming and chatting about that, but we'll make more announcements as time goes on. So, um, Sonia, I have a new book. Okay, tell us about it. From. It's called The Essential From. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's The Essential From, so I had to have it. Yes. <laughs> Um, but it's really cool because it is a compilation of things that Frome either wrote or um, spoke at, like, you know, um, giving speeches or, you know, conferences or whatever that had never been released before. And so I knew we would have a lot to say today for um, the announcement of Substack and the catching up with the news. So I was like, I'm going to pull a couple things from here. I know you have some things. Okay. From, yeah. But, um, but yeah. So I wanted to share this with you and guys, um, we actually haven't even shared with each other what we want, what we're about to share. So <laughs> I actually love it when we do that because I It'll feel be like, fun. yeah, the, the, the responses can be so much more genuine, but so the first one from here um, <laughs> is, I love this. This is so good because I feel like I've said this before and I think it sometimes. So he's in the first one, um, Fromm talks about how feelings disturb 
the smooth functioning of the machine. So, oh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, like, what would you say, Sonia, how would you describe the machine for maybe if somebody's listening for the first time, what would you say he means by the machine? Well, from that's a theme he talks about a lot. I, to me, the machine is um, indicative of our capitalist society that we have that moves whatever it would be the the, the purchasing the the automaton us moving, you know, in in that kind of um, how can I put it? Well, the machine you think of a machine. A machine doesn't have feelings, so the machine is what we just keep doing, you know, going, right. going, going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of it as like the mechanics that keep us going in the direction of consumption and production and crazy production and consumption, you yeah. know, and it's like the thing that rules all, you know, and you'll see as I read this part. So, um, let's see. So make sure I'm on the right page. Okay. So he says, the fact is that most people today are employees, high or low, who do what they are told or what the rules tell them and feel as little as possible since feelings disturb the smooth functioning of the machine. In industrial societies for which it is essential that the machine functions smoothly, since every unsmoothness I'm sorry, every unsmoothness, every friction in the machine costs money. People must train themselves to have as few emotions as possible because an emotion costs money. Yeah. And it's interesting that you're, we didn't talk about this because the, what I have in the same societies is something similar. How, um, Frome is talking about exactly this, about the, the, the working person cannot have feelings because then that disturbs the movement of the economic interests of moving forward. Yeah. I mean, it, I think of this in the context, of course, you know, I've worked with kids for years, whether being a teacher or a nanny, and I think of kids that I've seen in different contexts, whether it's school, whether it's home with families, and they are sad and they cry. And I see caregivers say, don't cry. Why are you crying? Oh, don't, it's not that big of a deal, you know? And it's like, it's so inconvenient. It doesn't help. It doesn't enable them to keep doing what they need to do, which is their first thing, which is keep the machine running, right. you know, like yeah. yet. No, the kid can't cry at dinner time because I'm still finishing up on a project and they need to do bedtime in 10 minutes. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I, I agree. Um, one of the things that I, I know from kind of gets into the difference between the socialism and the capitalism. And I think he also realizes that socialism, I know the people are listening to this, is also uh it's a little bit oversimplified. It, it isn't really necessarily the answer, but he's more of a humanistic, uh, more of, you know, an advocate of something similar to socialism, but not pure socialism. Right. And his main criticism of capitalism was that it, it had crippled man by the preponderance of economic interests. Mm. Mm. And socialism for him was a society in which man would be freed from this domination by a more rational and hence productive form of economic organization, which he goes on 
to also give a better description and to talk about the criticisms of socialism. But his problem with the cap with capitalism is exactly what we're talking about tonight is this just this movement from a purely economic interest. And we're seeing that today as mm -hmm. you have in, in the title with the, with uh, property, profit and power, right? Because that's really what drives, you know, corporations, what drives any institution is this profit and also, you know, acquisition, acquisition yeah. of property. I, I think if each of us took a step back and looked at our daily lives and said, okay, I just did that. What was the motivation behind that? Like, why is this going on? Mm -hmm. I think we could probably point it back to either profit or the, the you know, a um, gaining of property or power. And the point is, is that our humanity is way lost in all that. Like, who cares that you're, you know, um, a human being with emotions and that you need a hug right now or you need to cry or you are angry and you need to let it out. That doesn't matter because that doesn't feed the machine. And so what ends up happening, Sonia, as we can see, based on what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, is we we ignore these things. We ignore our feelings. We ignore vital human needs and then we end up go you know losing our minds and killing people killing kids in a school you exactly. see what i'm saying like it i think some people might say well that's a little extreme lacy like you're just somebody not feeling their feelings is not going to lead to them you know killing people yes it is yes that's exactly what it is it seems too simple but that's exactly what's going on Right. Um, and one of the things I think it's interesting that Frome talks about is that for change to happen, this I find really interesting, it's not just a matter of being emancipated from exploitation. He's saying that you have to go undergo a moral change within mm. themselves. And you have to, it's a, it's a moral, different moral orientation without which all political and economic changes are futile. Meaning if you don't have the moral change, right? What is driving you, like what you're saying? Mm. What is driving you to make, um, you know, to to live differently, to be differently? And I would say that we don't really examine that because, like you're saying, we're so used to sort of being in this mode of just, um, you know, just operating, just machine-like. I mean, yeah. I, I can't to that because we're in a system that rewards that. Okay, yep. it doesn't reward the alternative you know? Yeah. That reminds me. I was, I was driving the other day and I was thinking, and I made a note on my phone. I'm going to look at it because it, Oh, I know what it was. Somebody I've been getting so many spam phone calls lately. Oh really? Yes. And I answered one of the spam. I normally don't. Sometimes I do, but I answered the spam phone call and I said, immediately I said to the guy, he said, hello, is this Lacey? And I was like, Yes, I said, I, I want you to take me off of your call list. And he goes, well, I promise you, if you listen to what I have to say, you might change your mind, blah, 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 blah. And I just hung up and I was like, boundaries, people. And then it hit me. Boundaries don't make people money. Us yeah. knowing ourselves 
you know, and being able to say like, no, I don't want you to do that. And people respecting that doesn't prop up the economy, but then being able to push, 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 you know what I'm saying? Uh, that is part of how that happens, how this society functions, you know, no wonder people have such a hard time drawing boundary lines in their personal <laughs> relationships, you know? Yeah, well, we're not rewarded. I mean, we're actually rewarded to continue the the way that we're living, like the consumerism and the, you know, the being part of this whole movement of um, producing. Yeah. It's the production, the production, production. And I think even if you stop that, you have to question, well, what, how, how are we going to live? Like, what is the day-to-day -day life going to look like? Because it's, it's a pretty big change from the way that we've been operating in our world. Yeah. And I think Fromm saw that. He knew that that wasn't just you're going to pull the plug and it's all going to be fine. I mean, you all have right. to examine internally the, the what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. A lot of our um, troubles today, like you were saying, the shootings and things, we actually know that, that um, these individuals are very alienated. And that to me is huge. Yep. And so we live in a society, speaking of Substack, I sent Lacey a really cool article, um, I thought, where oh, yeah. it describes about how we mm. don't care for one another and how much of it is a need for everyone. And I was thinking about this driving tonight. There isn't a person out there that isn't going to need, you know, human um I guess the neighborly attention, whether it's like helping you with something, driving you somewhere, um, assisting you moving. I mean, the list is just endless. I thought, where did we get the idea that we can do all this alone? And this is ca causing a lot of problems today, I feel. There's incredible yes. like a loneliness epidemic and hmm. just a disconnect. And so when you're disconnected, it's much easier to do these things like not set the boundaries like what you had with the call right because that person doesn't see you as a person just sees you as another revenue stream there you go you hit the nail on the head you know it reminds me of something that i that mo shared with me recently he is um he grew up in liberia and was a refugee and his growing up life was totally different than mine and was much more there was people around all the time like in his the house that he grew up in there was constantly people around like he didn't mm -hmm. grow up as a kid like closed up in his room by himself sleeping at night you know right, like right. there was just they were all together and so it's so different than kind of the way it, it's from the start um a communal idea of how life goes right but mm -hmm. how we do life here is not like that it's like you go to your room you sleep in your own room you have your own stuff and just even we've talked about this before how isolating even the nuclear family can be you know so again it boils down to culture what is the culture like that you're that you're exposed to that you're in and that shapes and forms the values it's so amazing um, I want to move us to uh, a quote that he has about the marketing character. Okay. Uh, and 
I think this is really, really good. And then the last one that I have is where we got the title of the episode, Property, Profit, and Power. So we'll go to that in a second. But he says, since the marketing characters have no deep attachment to themselves or to others, they do not care in any deep sense of the word, not because they are so selfish, but because their relations to others and to themselves are so thin. This may also explain why they are not concerned with the dangers of nuclear and ecological catastrophes, even though they know all the data that point to these dangers. That they are not concerned with the danger to their personal lives might still be explained by the assumption that they have great courage and unselfishness, but the lack of concern for their children and grandchildren excludes such an explanation. The fact is nobody is close to the marketing characters. Neither are they close to themselves. The marketing character is the human who is obsessed, uh, like Mm -hmm. what we were talking about a minute ago, with running the machine, basically. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's an excellent quote. Um, It's a good, good analysis of what he's saying. In the same, this chapter that I was reading, I thought it was really interesting going to the marketing. He was saying that, it doesn't matter to the worker whether the enterprise is owned by the people, the state, a government bureaucracy, or the private bureaucracy hired by stockholders. And the reason is because you're just a cog in the machine. So it's irrelevant who actually is, you know, at the top. You're just, you know, going through these motions to just keep keep it going, keep it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy and it's it's sad. Um, all right. I want to read this last part unless you, and you want to throw anything else in there as we kind of wrap this thing up? Uh, no, keep going and I'll see if I've got something. Okay, cool. No worries. Um, okay. So, uh, let's see. He says our judgments are extremely biased because we live in a society that rests on private property, profit and power as the pillars of its existence to acquire to own and to make a profit are the sacred and and inalienable rights of the individual in the industrial society what the sources of property are what the sources of property are does not matter nor does possession impose any obligations on the property owners while private ownership is supposed to be a natural and universal category it is in fact an exception rather than the rule. If we consider the whole of human history, I love this. Frome is sitting here saying stuff that Christopher Ryan is saying. He's saying mm-hmm. uh, the the obsession with owning things is mm-hmm. not been the general mo of human like life um, for most of the time we've been around. Uh, and he said, and particularly cultures outside of Europe in which the economy was not life's main concern. That sounds so lovely to me, Sonia. Yeah. A society and- where economy is not the main concern. Because you know what that means? That means we get to be the main concern. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be no. amazing. People yeah. instead of things. Please. Come on yeah. now. And I think that that's a, that's a hard one because what, what our world is, is the economy. Everything, everything comes from that. Mm 
Mm. And, and what's hard here, and this is why I'm attracted to Fromm's writings and how he analyzes the socialism and analyzes obviously communism and capitalism is that we know we're, I mean, we're living in it. We're living, I mean, I'm in, in the world of capitalism and I haven't, I don't know another world. This is what we've, we're swimming in this, right? Yeah. So having another way to, to view things, just like what you're saying right now. I mean, the concept of property, I'm sure both of you and I have been raised like, oh, get property, property, yeah. property. You know, we're, that's like the thing. If you're mm -hmm. in this country and in Western countries, I mean, that's the acquisition of wealth. We don't yeah. know how to think differently. We don't think like, say, a Native American that says, how do you own property? The property is for everyone. It's all of ours. What are you yeah. talking about? Own it? Are you crazy? Yeah, that right. doesn't even make sense. So those concepts are, I think, um, anathema to people. Like they can, whoa, that's a lot. And what Fromm does, I recommend reading him because he boils it down. I mean, he makes sense of it from the sociological perspective of let's analyze all these different ways of life. And he definitely has a lot to say mm -hmm. about our problems with capitalism that we, you know, address on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. He, I love his perspective too, because it's, he was a psychoanalyst and a sociologist. sociologist so yeah. he got a lot of individual data, right? And then he also had the study of how system, social systems work, right? Mm -hmm. And so he was able to put those two powerful pieces of information together in a really an incredible way, present that to us. So pretty awesome yeah and it's very relevant today we're still we're in in it you know today his words are just yeah it's um, crazy it's crazy how relevant it is today it's super super crazy but we're excited to be able to share uh this with you and um you know i also wanted to share that um uh, on our substack homepage, we have a, a blog post that we wrote it's kind of like the welcome post and it just says, welcome to Rethinking Humanity with Lacey Delane and Sonia Loria. And then if you click on that, you can read something that Sonia and I co-wrote together. It was really fun to write. Um, and the subtitle of this is, uh, of that um, post is, Modern Culture Values the Dead. And it's making us sick. And I think, like, maybe that might be like weird to some people like like values the dead like you mean dead people but as you read the post i think you start to see in context what we mean and a lot of what Frome says is talking about how we value the dead inanimate things instead of living things and how much that's hurting us yeah it's a great post i recommend read it <laughs> yeah and you know what guys I can't wait for you to read Sonia's writing because she is so good. She's such a good writer. Okay. I'm sorry, Sonia. I had to say it. <laughs> okay. Say thank it. you. I can't help it. <laughs> She's a great writer. We're, we're going to do some writing. And you can't, and I can't wait for you to see Lacey's art because oh. I was impressed. Well, thanks. 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 I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm learning. I'm having fun and that's what counts. But um, we are excited about the ability to write posts on Substack too, because it's something that we both enjoy doing. I know Sonia has been thinking about doing it for a while. So 
Um, that's great. And I'm excited to share my art with you. And I have to say, all of you who are listening, I will be offended. <laughs> just kidding. I was going to say, though, I will be offended if you don't comment on just tell me something. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You don't have to. But what I'm trying to get you to do is post comments because we just really want to interact with you. Um, so please make your way over to RethinkingHumanity.us, www.RethinkingHumanity.us. Subscribe to us, free or paid. If it's paid, we greatly appreciate you. Um, and you're going to help keeping keep us doing the podcast, doing the content. If it's free, great. We're happy to have you. We're so excited. We can't wait to interact with you. Um, and, uh, yeah, bonus content is coming your way next week. I'm sharing some big news. You don't want to miss it. It's pretty freaking cool. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Anything else on you? You good? No, I'm just excited to be back. I know me too. It's good to be back guys. We missed you. We're here. We're not going anywhere. I know we say that. We're humans. And so sometimes we don't make episodes. So that's just kind of how it is. But we love you guys. We thank you for joining us on tonight's episode of the Rethinking Humanity podcast. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye.